Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 111. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, where I am joined by one person from Next Step Test Prep. I always used to say Brian, but since Brian is no longer with Next Step Test Prep, we have the amazing Clara to fill his giant shoes. And if you ever met Brian in person, they they are really big shoes. But we are continuing our breakdown of Next Step Test Prep full length 10. This week, we are still in cars. And for the next several weeks, we are doing the cars section, breaking down a passage every week. Don't forget to follow along in the show notes, the specific blog post for this episode, where you can download the handout that we have, and you can follow along with us. And for cars passages, it may be helpful for you. So let's go ahead and say hello to Clara and jump in. All right, Clara, back for week three of you now as the amazing co-host of the MCAT podcast. I hope you are having as much fun as I am. (laughs) I am. I'm really into it. All right. And cars, obviously, not the easiest thing to jump into. That's like bringing in a relief pitcher, bottom of the ninth with uh, two outs. And I I don't know this analogy I'm going for, but it's just a really (laughs) high pressure situation that you came into and I think you're crushing it. So let's go ahead and we'll continue here with passage three from Next Step Test Prep Full Length 10. All right, this is a tricky one, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, Passage three, free will, the ability to actively choose among possible behaviors, has proven one of philosophy's most persistent difficulties and important concepts. Given its direct linkage with responsibility, many are loath to accept the deterministic view that free will is little more than illusion. Compatibilism, or soft determinism, accepts the core tenets of determinism but holds that free will still exists. Determinism is couched in several different terms, most commonly causal determinism and logical determinism. That is, causal determinism asserts that every single event or effect has a cause that preceded it and that those causes could not have possibly resulted in any different effect. The universe is seen as a vast, almost incomprehensibly complicated machine, ticking along with no room for human choice. Any behavior a person might exhibit is an effect of an earlier cause, and that behavior could not have possibly happened differently. Logical determinism is a closely related concept about the truth state of propositions in the future tense. This view asserts that the sentence, it will rain tomorrow, 
is either necessarily true today or necessarily false. The fact that a weatherman can only say there's a 75% chance of rain tomorrow reflects a frailty of human understanding rather than an indeterminacy in the universe itself. All right, that's only the first paragraph. (laughs) And my brain has already exploded. Uh, It's a dense one. These philosophy passages. How do, um, how do you how do you break down such a dense paragraph like this? Yeah, so a couple things to note. Uh, first is when you see a passage that's this dense, uh, a lot of times students will just like freak out. <laughs> yeah, right? that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not it's even normal. taking the MCAT. <laughs> well, I, I've been there too. Uh, but the key is to accept that you don't have to understand every word you're reading as you're reading through it this first time. Because there, for example, like the, the questions can't possibly ask about everything, right? It's not like you have to understand exactly what every word is saying. And often, if you try to understand like everything that's going on in a dense passage like this, you'll end up reading and rereading the same sentence over and over and not really getting anything out of it. And then your passage will take too long. So instead, what I recommend is read through the passage, accept that maybe it'll be a little bit dense, maybe you're not sure exactly what's going on, but just keep moving through it and highlight as you encounter these key terms. So here we actually have a lot of different concepts coming up, right? We have a lot of sort of definitions of concepts. We have uh, free will, we have determinism, they mentioned compatibilism or soft determinism, so those are the same thing. And then finally they mentioned logical determinism, So even just highlighting each of those things can be really helpful because it's really likely that one or even like more of the questions will ask about one of those terms, right? So if they ask about logical determinism, we can be like, oh, hey, there, I highlighted logical determinism. I'll be able to go back to it. Okay. You Um, you talk a lot about highlighting. What about with our our wet erase pen and little um, laminated sheets of paper? Definitely. Yeah, the note takers out there, um, your approach will be a little bit different, but it'll get at the same core understanding, right? So in particular, the something to keep in mind for a passage like this is not to write out like whole words, right? So you definitely want to do the same thing. You want to say, okay, free will um, is this first sentence, free will, ability to choose. They mention free will has a direct linkage with responsibility, and that's really key, this direct linkage. That's a very strong statement. So you might write free will or like FW um, and then like equals like direct linkage uh, responsibility, but you'd abbreviate all these words, right? You don't want to be writing out logical determinism on your wet erase board. Okay. Yeah, so in effect, same thing. But And that's, that's one advantage of highlighting, too. If you're a note-taker, you really benefit from the note-taking approach. You don't want to deviate from that. But if you are a highlighter, it can really help in a passage like this because you don't have to write out a lot of long language. Okay. All right. Um, second paragraph and final. Compatibilism asserts that while both of these forms of determinism are valid, free will, properly understood, still exists. The main focus here is only construing free will in a sense under which one has the freedom to act without outside compulsion, according to one's own motives and goals, rather than under some coercion or other threat. This kind of political liberty is constructed as a non-metaphysical concept focused more on definite relations between people rather than on complex attributions of pre-existing brain states. 
That is, one is not held responsible for action X if one literally has a gun being pointed at one's head with another person saying, do X or I shoot. Here, there is neither political liberty, political liberty nor any sort of free will. However, if there is no threat of violence, no law, and no political compulsion to carry out action X, and if a person chooses to consider whether or not to do X and then ends up doing X, the person had political liberty over the choice and thus had free will in choosing to do X and is therefore responsible for the action and its direct consequences. All right. Okay. That, <laughs> it's uh, pretty intense, but there, there's our passage right there. Yeah. And so I, I would be very likely to just go C, 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 move on <laughs> because I'm like, I, I didn't understand a word of anything that was being said there. So that's just the way my mind thinks, but we'll see what stuck and maybe what didn't based on the questions. Um, so question 14, if it could be proven via, via quantum mechanics that the universe has phenomena that can lead to two different possible outcomes given exactly the same starting conditions, then A, soft determinism would be more accurate, uh, would be a more accurate representation of reality than determinism. B, at least causal determinism and probably also logical determinism would be less likely to be true. C, the passage author's argument about the proper definition of free will would be weakened. And D, it can be concluded that the neurological and psychological processes underlying human behavior are not deterministic. Wow. All right, so we can prove that you have two outcomes based on the same starting conditions. And so I would go back up to um, causal determinism in the first paragraph asserts that every single event or effect had a cause that preceded it and that those causes could not have possibly resulted in any different effect. So that's just jumped out at me. I remembered you reading that. Uh, and that's causal determination. Um, and answer choice B is at least causal determination and probably also logical determinism would be less likely to be true. So that kind of that kind of stands out to me without even looking at or relooking at what logical determinism is again. And so I would probably just go with B. For that reason yeah and you're right awesome <laughs> okay so yeah so that that tactic worked here and uh it's actually not a bad approach right because uh this is a dense passage maybe you spent a long time reading it and you're running out of time or something like that or if this were not the last passage in a section then your time might be better spent on a passage that is a little bit easier to understand so if an answer like b stands out as being seeming clearly right right away there's no reason not to just pick it um what i would recommend is flagging that question so uh in the actual system if you were taking a test um flagging which is a new word for marking questions uh so if you had a little bit of extra time at the end you could go back and check but yeah go with b and you're you're totally right awesome okay right. um and then in terms of the other answers here because b looked good um and we if we went back to logical determinism which was the other part of b we'd see that it's pretty closely related to causal determinism so b makes sense uh, but the other answer choices just don't, they just don't work as well. So A says, so soft determinism would be more accurate depiction of reality. Uh, but if we were to go back to soft determinism, uh, which is in the beginning of the first paragraph, we see that 
soft determinism, it says, accepts the core tenets of determinism. So this whole this question stem undermined determinism. Well, it's going to undermine soft determinism too. Mm-hmm. So A is wrong. And then C talks about the author's argument about the proper definition of free will. And that's not even in this passage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the author mentions free will. But if we were to just glance back up there, we don't see any argument, right? We don't see some argument about, oh, here's the right definition of it. And here's some other like wrong definition. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's out of scope. And then D is just crazy. It's um, talking about the neurological and psychological processes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is not anywhere in this passage. We don't want to get tempted to pick it because it's complicated. Uh, B is our answer here. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that last tempted to pick it because it's complicated. <laughs> A lot of students be like, they, they must be trying to trick me. So it has to be this one because uh, because I have no clue what that is. And so that must be it. Yeah, that is very common. But yeah, if if an answer choice makes no sense, don't pick it for that reason. That is the opposite of the reason to pick it. Um, (laughs) Because yeah, the test is generally not not trying to trick you, not trying to get you all confused. Okay. All right. Um, I'll read the next one. So 15, the author implies that A, any philosopher who thinks responsibility must depend on free will holds a non-deterministic view of the universe. B, a person who is forced to carry out an action would not be held responsible for that action under any ethical framework. C, responsibility is of lesser concern to determinists than to compatibilists. And D, if determinists have a definition of responsibility that is applicable in the real world, it must not depend on free will. Oh, man. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. So any, so answer choice A, any philosopher who thinks responsibility must depend on free will holds a non-deterministic view of the universe. And so I'd have to go back to where non-determinism is talked about um, to try to figure out. I don't know if it is specifically do they talk about non-determinism or is it all determinism and we have to assume that non-determinism is separate from yeah that. they never mentioned non-determinism yeah. so we'd have to assume okay non-determinism is just that's anything free will. outside yeah outside of this deterministic view okay uh so any philosopher who thinks responsibility must depend on free will holds a non-deterministic view of the universe uh okay so possibly uh, answer choice A. Answer choice B, a person who is forced to carry out an action would not be held responsible for that action under any ethical framework. And so we, they had the whole second paragraph talking about if you're forced to do X, uh, literally being a, a with a gun held to your head, um, then there's neither political liberty nor any sort of free will. But he's not saying that um, that you're not held responsible under any action uh, for the action under any ethical framework. So I don't know if that's it. Uh, responsibility is of lesser concern to the determinists, determinists than the compatibilists, and compatibilists are those soft determinism people. So they, they're kind of the same thing, um, although there's free will with the determinists. Um, so maybe there, um, because free will is included with compatibilists, um, and then D, if determinists have a definition of responsibility that is applicable in the real world, it must, must not depend on free will. Um, 
I have no idea what that means. But uh, so it's it's interesting. A few of these kind of stand out. Um, the philosopher one um, kind of just stands out because everything is about determinism and not being free will. And if a philosopher thinks responsibility must depend on free will, then he obviously holds a non-deterministic view of the universe. So that one kind of just jumps out at me right away. So I'd probably choose A. A is really tempting. <laughs> it is. Um, do you, do you want me? Do you want me to tell you what my second choice would have been? I do. Okay, so my second choice would have been B. Um, <laughs> and that would B still is, be wrong. B is also wrong. <laughs> Darn it! Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is actually the weird one. So the answer to this one's actually D. Uh, what? Yeah. All right. <laughs> It's um so it's interesting, right? Because we I think in, this might be a case where we saw a a seemed so tempting that it kind of stood out and it made it made us maybe pay like a little less attention to the later choices, um, especially by D. You know, a lot of times by um, when a student gets to D, like you know, your eyes are like all glazed over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, although although now that now that I'm reading A again, it says any philosopher, so it's going to that extreme. So I think. Kind of like in the the previous episode where it was like every uh, every person has salmonella in their their GI system. I don't think the author would imply that every philosopher who thinks responsibility must depend on free will holds a non deterministic view of the universe. So maybe maybe that for that reason alone, I shouldn't have chosen A. Yeah, the any is really strong there because. Um, when you see an extreme statement like that in an answer choice, you think, okay, like if for any reason any something falls outside of this choice and that thing could exist, then the choice is wrong, right? Like maybe there's a philosopher who is just like an idiot, right? Like he's just <laughs> really he's totally wrong. He thinks responsibility depends on free will. He also holds a deterministic view, you know, even though like it never said any good philosopher. So not that you should really think outside of the passage too much. Like you shouldn't start thinking about these crazy scenarios, but that's just emphasizing, okay, if it's that extreme and the author didn't say it, be careful about picking that choice. Okay. Yeah. And then B is interesting, right? B was tempting too, but B is saying um, under any ethical framework. Mm -hmm. So that's the same thing. Like the passage doesn't cover every ethical framework ever, as far as we know. So there totally could be an ethical framework out there that where a person who's forced to carry out an action uh, would be held responsible for that action so we don't want to pick B because, again, it's too strong. You know, it's it's funny. When I was going through the answers the first time, I said B wasn't right because he didn't say an, under any ethical <laughs> framework. So I don't know why I, I, I mistakenly chose B as my backup answer. I, I was under pressure. I freaked out. <laughs> oh, it happens. You know, um, on the current MCAT testing interface, you can actually highlight words in the answer choices. So if you were actually going through these answer choices and you see those extreme words like any, um, you could be like, oh, my God, like or you can strike out individual words now, too. So you could maybe like see that word any you could strike it out and be like, OK, like when I look back at that choice, I'm not going to be tempted by it because I crossed out any. Yeah. But, OK. Yeah. Um, and then C responsibilities of lesser concern to determinists than to compatibilists. Well, they they didn't give us that sort of comparison. Right. So we don't know who cares about responsibility. They did mention responsibility in the first paragraph, but they only mentioned it um, like in passing, really. 
by saying that this free will has this direct linkage with responsibility, but we don't know who thinks it's more important. So then we're left with D. And D says, oh, if determinists have a definition of responsibility, uh, it must not depend on free will. And determinists, well, if we go back to that first paragraph, that's where it says um, the deterministic view is that free will is little more than an illusion. Yep. Yeah, and then it also says um, free will. Earlier than that, free will has this direct linkage with responsibility. So, yeah, I mean, if a determinist thinks that responsibility is like a concept that makes sense, but they think free will is an illusion, they're not going to think responsibility depends on free will. So D is perfect. Okay, there you go. Question 16. Compatibilists would hold someone responsible for which of the following actions? So again, just before we jump in there, compatibilism is soft determination, accepts the core tenets of determinism, but also holds that free will exists, still exists. So A, a man chooses to speed while driving to work because he is late and causes a near-fatal car accident, but the causes that made him late could not have resulted in any other possible outcome but his tardiness. B, a person lives in a society whose laws require all individuals to report possession of illegal drugs to the police. Thus, he reports his friend for possession, even though he doesn't want to and knows his friend will be punished. C, a hostage negotiator agrees to have a suitcase with a large sum of money delivered to a hostage taker because the hostage taker has demonstrated a willingness to kill innocent bystanders. Or D, a person engages in a distasteful act because she is told she will be killed if she fails to comply, even though she has never shown a weapon or given a direct reason to believe that the threat beyond the threat itself. Oh, all right. So compatibilists would hold someone responsible uh, for which of the following actions? So compatibilists are saying that there is still free will. Um, it would hold the person responsible. So it, it's it's weird. A kind of stands out to me. So free will. The, the man is late. He's speeding. He causes a near-fatal car accident. But he's saying, um, but I would have been late but free will existed and so you could have chosen to be late is what maybe I think the compatibilists are saying. Um, So that's, I I think I'm leaning towards A to begin with. Uh, Let's go to B. A person lives in a society whose laws require all individuals to report possession of illegal drugs. So when it's talking about laws, I think it goes against free will because they're saying the laws are there to exist. So I'm not sure um, B would count here. A hostage negotiator agrees to have a suitcase with a large sum of money delivered to a hostage taker. I don't know how any of that has to do with free will. Um, (laughs) D, a person engages in a distasteful act because she is told she will be killed if she fails to comply. Um, And again, I'm not sure any of that kind of goes with with where we're going. And so I would choose A. A is right. (laughs) Woohoo! All right. Yeah. Awesome. So are, yeah, so these are hard. <laughs> you're on a roll, yeah. Um, so totally, these these are tough, but this is actually one that has long answer choices, but was probably the answer you got to the fastest. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that that's a really a good sign to us not to freak out when we see long answer choices like this. 
But yeah, so A is talking about this guy speeding. And then all the other answer choices are similar, right? So all the other answer choices are either talking about something, there being some sort of threat of violence or there being some sort of force or some sort of um, legal pressure Mm -hmm. to commit an activity. But A is just this man's choice. He chose to speed. Um, He could have just not, not done that. So where we find direct support in the passage too is if we see near the end of the second paragraph when they're talking about these compatibilists and what they think. They say, if there is no threat of violence, no law, and no political compulsion to carry out an action, mm. that's when we have this free will and this responsibility. And A is the only answer choice that doesn't have force, uh, political compulsion, or a law. There you go. Okay. Awesome. All right. So we have one more here, number 17. So logical determinism differs from causal determinism in that A, only logical determinism is consonant with compatibilism. B, only logical determinism is incompatible with soft determinism. C, it can be demonstrated correct through deductive proof rather than scientific experimentation. And D, it is concerned with the present rather than future effects. And I have no clue, based on how this question is worded and the answers, I I would... I would choose C and move on because my brain hurts at this point and and I'm tired. (laughs) Yep. That's the natural response. Um, But so C is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I'll take that one. Yeah. It's, I mean, sometimes you have to know when to move on, right? That the time you're spending on a question like this, you could have enough time to answer two questions later on. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, so what I would do for a question like this is just really quickly say, okay, Question stem deals with logical determinism and causal determinism. We can just go straight back to those terms. Uh, Either we highlighted them or we made a note in our notes that they're discussed in the first paragraph. Mm -hmm. So I'd go back to logical determinism first and we see, okay, it's a closely related concept. They're saying actually it's a closely related concept to causal determinism. Uh, But then they say this concept is about the truth state of propositions in the future tense. So actually, if you just got to this point and then you wanted to just pick an answer and move on, you would probably pick D because D says the word future mm-hmm. uh, and is talking about present versus future. And D is the right answer here. <laughs> yeah. All right. That, that's easy. Uh, yeah. You don't have to know anything. Just find future. Right. right. Uh, totally. And, you know, sometimes it is that easy. Like, you know, you don't obviously want to just see a word in the passage and then pick an answer choice that matches that word. But... If you're in a rush, that's a better tactic than picking some random other answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in this case, for the actual reasoning behind why this answer is right, we see if we just dig a little bit into this logical determinism, we see that they're saying that the sentence, it will rain tomorrow, well, that's either true or false right now. Like, it's either true, going to going to rain or it, well, it's not going to rain. And they're saying it doesn't matter that we're talking about tomorrow. They're saying that when they say this fact that the weatherman can only sort of predict a 75% chance of rain is just a frailty of his understanding or her understanding. So logical determinists don't care about whether something's happening in the future or the present. They're saying no matter what, it's either true or false. We just don't know enough to know enough about the future. Wow. That's like some matrix inception kind of mashup there. Totally is. All right. There you have it. Some more MCAT cars for you from next step test prep full length 10 
NextStep has 10, at this time, 10 full-length exams that you can purchase to help you prepare for the MCATs. One of the best ways, one of the the surefire ways to prepare for the MCAT, the best way possible, is by taking practice tests. Taking those practice exams, getting an understanding of what it's like to sit for seven and a half hours, getting an understanding of what it's like to to read a passage, to read the questions, to time yourself, to to give yourself the confidence that you are ready to go on your MCAT test day. The best way to do that is with practice exams. The AAMC sells a couple exams. Next Step Test Prep has 10. I, I encourage you to get the ones from the AAMC. And if you have some money left over, you can buy the ones from Next Step Test Prep. You can buy them in four, six, or 10 packages and you can save 10% by using the promo code MCATPOD. That's M-C-A-T-P-O-D. Go to nextsteptestprep.com. Again, the promo code MCATPOD, M-C-A-T-P-O-D. That's all capital letters. Have a great week. We'll see you next time for more Cars Breakdowns.